TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. I feel great, you know. Uh, feel great that I'm going to uh, be the starting show in the, in the, in the All-Star game. Uh, that's a dream come true. Uh, I was waiting for this moment and I feel really happy. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been imagining, you know, a lot of, a lot of things, uh, a lot of good things. I feel like it's going to be a great night. I got to spin training ready to go. The team offered me a contract and I signed and I feel really good, uh, especially playing with this team that I'm playing for uh, and with, with my teammates. It's a really good thing and, 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 and I know this guy grind every day and, and give the best effort they can do to, to, to win. That's Twins All-Star shortstop Jorge Polanco. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 75. I'm Rami Makloff along with Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And uh, you have a starting shortstop in the All-Star game, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an All-Star. We've got an All-Star. Not only an All-Star, as you just mentioned. A starting shortstop. starting shortstop beats out the likes of... <laughs> Beats out the likes of Carlos Correa and uh, who was the other shortstop in there? Uh, Forgot his name. Wow, completely drew a blank on that. Really? that yeah, well, the big oh, names. I thought you were being sarcastic. No. Wasn't there Francisco Lindor? Oh, that would make sense. I thought that was a shot <laughs> at the Indian shortstop. No. I thought you were taking a shot. Like, who's that guy again? Oh, yeah, that guy who used to be a great the starting guy who shortstop. used to be the best shortstop in the division. Man, oh, I, that's... Uh, I cannot think of his name. Indians what, fans must think I'm just the biggest <laughs> jerk on the planet because I've been telling them for three weeks their team's got no shot, and well, now this... Don't. You're just speaking the truth. Uh, That's all that that is. Brutal. I make no apologies, though. <laughs> I, if I forgot his name, he must not be that good. <laughs> Paul McCartney used to say that he never wrote down his song ideas, because if he forgot them before he got to the studio, it probably just wasn't good enough of a song for him to record. Is that what you're saying about That's kind of what I'm getting at, yeah. <laughs> the good stuff sticks. Yeah, there, was a, there was a journalist who went by that philosophy. I don't remember if it was a Hunter S. Thompson, but it was like a Hunter S. Thompson-esque person. Just like, oh my gosh, you you got drunk and did your interviews and didn't write any notes down for the three hours you were talking to Actually, that person? you know what? Uh, you didn't forget. Francisco Lindor. He wasn't the third shortstop. Well, I, thought th- I thought that he was. It was actually Glaber Torres, Torres of the yeah, Yankees. Yep, yep. Uh, another, he's okay, too. He's not bad. But he's no Jorge Polanco, None and that are. is the point of this segment. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I remember being amazed to look up the stats that among American League shortstops, Polanco was leading in batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage, and he was Holding it down at shortstop. You can pick nits if you want to about the throwing arm and the strength and all that stuff. But the point is, he will be your American League starter. And it wasn't by a nose. Did you see? Did you guys see he the got voting 42% results? Forty-two percent of the vote. Forty-two percent of baseball fans who voted in that little truncated window to push guys from the final three to who's starting the game. Forty-two percent of them thought Jorge Polanco was the guy. So that's not. That's not, and I'm sure Twins fans did their part, and then some, in getting Jorge Polanco there. But you don't get 42% without fans around the country taking notice of this guy. We were were worried about the name recognition of a Carlos Correa or the market size of a Glaber Torres. 
And he not only overcame both of those things, but overcame them by a wide margin. And again, that tells me that fans around baseball are taking notice of what Jorge Polanco is doing. It's not just, it's not, he's not just a story here in Minnesota. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And I'm glad you used the word overcame because I don't think that he had any built in advantages here. No. Other than he's playing like the best shortstop in the American League. That's it. I guess the one advantage is that he's playing on the first place twins, the postseason bound twins, the will clinch the AL Central in September twins. The magic number is 75 twins. There you go. Those those twins. (laughs) The 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 very same. And that's a bit of an advantage because, you know, you might see some people that don't care about Torres or Correa who's like, oh, yeah, the twins are great this year. Who's who's their best player? Oh, well, right now it's Jorge Polanco. So he I did see a note on the MLB.com story that he just dominated the Minnesota vote, as well you should. But it wasn't just isolated to voters in Bombasota who took notice of Jorge Polanco. To your point, Rami, he overcame the World Series cred of Correa mm-hmm. and the New York market of Glaber Torres, not, not to mention the been there credit of both of those guys. He kind of overcame that in a very, very short period of time, and I think it's all kinds of impressive. And it's got, I mean, you would think it's just a start for Jorge Polanco, right? Uh, if you're the Twins, you have to hope. That's why what? you gave him that contract. How good is that guy? I was just going to bring so that up. Yeah, so Five-year deal this winter, where he's basically, I'm not saying he's, you know, needs any kind of assistance financially, like he's going to be fine. If he wants to send his kid to college, he's it's okay. I think he's got... But he's got the pocket change for that. But he's not rich by MLB standards. I mean, right. this is a star player we're talking about. And the Twins now have him on for a five-year, relatively affordable contract. Wasn't it like $25 million over those first five years, plus a couple of option years? If you're Polanco and his agent, you got to be kicking yourself a little bit, right? I don't know, though. I, I know Polanco a little bit just from covering this team for a couple of years. And my honest perception of him is... He hasn't spent a minute thinking about that. I haven't asked him, so maybe I'm putting words in his mouth here and trying to make him out to be more humble and heroic than actually he is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just telling you that my I mean, perception is already making more money than he could have imagined growing up. And he was able to cash in, I'd say, like kind of earlier than you might expect. He was able to solidify his financial future for him and his family and. I don't know, like, we don't want, I don't want to turn this into a whole, like, payroll and the labor strife issue or anything like that. All I'll say is that for the Twins to have a star player locked in on that kind of contract for the next five years, it's a really, really good place to start when you're building a roster. I don't want to be the downer here, but the snubs, we're all really happy that Jorge Polanco made it, but who... I mean, all three outfielders had a legitimate case to be to be all stars, and none of the three outfielders are all stars. Yeah, not starters anyway. Not starters. We'll find out if they're going to make it, but yeah, none of your three all star. What I think are all star caliber outfielders made it to the all star game. It's a good point. Now, Nor- to be fair, Aaron Judge didn't make it either, yeah. which we thought he was going to. Yeah, completely, un- completely undeservedly, <laughs> but that. How do none? How do not one of the three outfielders well, for the Twins make it to the All Star? Yeah, I think if you're the Twins and you got to push for a guy, Polanco is the one that had the chance. You kind of lean on that in your short window to market and promote this. But I also think that 
Outfielder's just more crowded. Like, you know Mike Trout's going to go. And then wouldn't the other two guys, wasn't it uh, George Springer and um, Michael Brantley of the Houston Astros? Mm -hmm. They're having a pretty good year. People have heard of that club. You know Michael Brantley's name from the past, what, five, six, seven, eight years of being a star player. So I understand how Rosario got crowded out of that very elite mix. I mean, Mookie Betts isn't a starting all-star. That's true. He won MVP last year. He's one of the best players in baseball. So I'm not like offended necessarily, but I am a little surprised that we're not seeing of the star power in the Twins outfield, the good young players that they have out there playing at all-star levels. Yes, you'd like to get one in if you can. And if you can sneak one in on the bench, then I'm good with that. At least one of them is going to get in, you would think, right? I think Rosario's got a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Alex Cora is going to do. Uh, and actually, the All Star process beyond this election thing is so confusing now that I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure how they're going to pick the rest of it. But Rosario got pretty far in that vote, and you'd think that that would earn him something. You want a defensive replacement? Good luck finding somebody better than Byron Buxton if he's healthy. But if you're Alex Cora too, I don't know if if he's picking it or if someone's picking it. Probably going to have some pressure to pick his own guy, Jackie Bradley Jr., who's a pretty good. Defensive center fielder in his own right. I don't know. I don't think that um, Jorge Polanco is going to be the final twin in. But there is also this air of, wow, so many twins are having career years and deserve to go to the All-Star game. And here we are on Friday talking about only one. Again, not to be a downer, it's awesome that Jorge Polanco is starting from a twins perspective. This is great that you've got your first AL starter since Joe Maurer in 2013. But... You'd like to get a little greedy here if you're the Twins. Get a little bit more. Maybe one, get a pitcher across or get another guy onto that bench and, you know, show the American League that you've got legit all-star talent up and down this roster. Other than that, position player-wise, I think C.J. Crone had a legitimate case, but I don't think that he, it was an airtight case where he should have definitely been the starter. Sure. I do think he need, he deserves serious consideration as a as a backup at first base in the American League. And then pitcher-wise, I think Barrios and Odorizzi both have legitimate cases to to make the staff for the American League All-Star team. I saw Ken Rosenthal before they were announced. He had his all he put out his All-Star team. Okay. And he had five twins on there, two of which were Odorizzi and Barrios. Oh wow. And he also had CJ Crone, I believe, in a backup spot. He had Polanco as the shortstop and then Kepler and Rosario uh, as backup outfielders. Nice. Yeah, I mean... That was before the official teams were announced. That was who Ken Rosenthal thought. That's some love to to get five guys through in there. That's great. And if Taylor Rogers hadn't given up a couple home runs, I think people think of him as an all-star. That's probably fine from a Twins perspective because he has given up a couple of those home runs and hasn't been the, like, you-can't-touch-this reliever that he was towards the end of last year. Still very good, and you, you'd love to have him on your team. And he has a two-something ERA. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know American League ER, uh, bullpen ERAs or reliever ERAs well enough to know where where he ranks, but you would think he's up there. Yeah, he's a, certainly deserving if if that were to come. I don't I don't think that it will, just because, mm-hmm. again, not, not the household name yet. He will be. Sure. He will be when he gets some big outs in October. Taylor Rogers will be a household name, but... As of yet, I guess not on the national landscape. The other one that I can't believe, I mean, honestly, we should have just started the show. We should have been like, hey, congratulations to Jorge Polanco. But Mitch Garver not being an all-star is a travesty. (laughs) 
travesty. Travesty. And I look, he's not he probably won't get in. He's having an all-star caliber year. If he was a starter and he was on those little uh automatic ballots online, he might have gotten some more love and got a couple more votes. But as it is, hard to argue with Gary Sanchez in New York starting, but Mitch Garver also deserving all-star candidate. How had much, to get that in there. How much of the time that he missed, though, had an effect on yeah. that, too, do you think? That and the fact that his name wasn't on the ballot. Yeah, the yeah. write-in campaign that I co-managed was unsuccessful. Because MLB just doesn't have the technology to add a guy after the season started. And this is why it makes sense that they can't automate the strike zone, and we got guys back there flipping coins on the outside corner exactly. pitch. And right. Missing that you know belly button strike, being like, I don't know, that's... That's a tough one. Oh, there were a couple of strike calls in yesterday's <laughs> game that had them. both me and you, Derek, like, what? Yeah, really? we were watching on the monitor out here, and you it was just like, yeah. I'm good with what, that's that's enough baseball for me today, I'm going to shut her down. You know what's funny? And not to let this devolve into a what's wrong with baseball rant segment here on oh, the I Sport first place Twins show, but... Mm-hmm. They won't use the technology to add in names for the all-star voting. <laughs> they won't use the technology for the strike zone or any sort of umpiring. Yet they use technology to make baseballs where they used to be sewn by hand. Yeah. <laughs> now they ruin the baseballs and they're flying out at rates that they've never flown out before, which may or may not be a problem depending on what you like out of your baseball. But why use technology in the, in, in the, 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 the development of baseballs but not anywhere else? Bombas. Bombas. That's, that's, I mean, is that why? Pretty simple. It's pretty simple. But it is fascinating that, uh, Mitch Garver, as great of a year as he's having, um, he's benefiting from said baseballs. I don't know. I love his swing. I love his balance. I love his grit. He's an athlete back there. He's still not Yadier Molina behind the plate, but he's made huge strides defensively as a catcher. Uh, the Twins are in a great spot with him going forward, having him in their keep, so to speak, mm-hmm. for the next, what, five years, whatever it is. I guess I thought there would have been a little more noise. More people would have co-opted our Score North write-in campaign for Mitch Garver <laughs> to be an American League All-Star. As it was, it wasn't to be, and that's... it's. It might be the last All-Star game for the next five years that Mitch Garver's not starting. That's quite possible. I was just trying we'll to get see. a reaction. And uh, you're like, yeah, that right, sounds good. <laughs> I thought you were going to spit that iced coffee out that's, all over me and the microphone. Right. I have no iced coffee left. Manny, do you drink coffee? Are you a coffee guy? Only when I'm, like, dog tired. You drink iced coffee? Uh, it goes so fast. On occasion, yeah. Like, I can't even... I don't even remember drinking that thing, man. That was supposed to last the whole show. Look at the size of this mug. That was supposed to last. Was that filled up the entire That way? was all the way up. You're yeah, kidding that me. That was supposed to last the whole show. You are not going to sleep again for like a week. <laughs> no, dude, he's desensitized. You are going to be awake this entire weekend. <laughs> Just thinking about Mitch Garver and missed opportunities. <laughs> rocking back and forth. <laughs> Robbie's just rocking back Hugging and forth his in his chair saying, should have been in that All-Star game. Garver should have been in the All-Star game. Oh, Damn man. it. Well, he still might. And Derek, you said you weren't quite clear on how the rest of the All-Star roster is is selected. Yes, so I'm going to tell I, on myself. I That's did true. A, no, it's, I did a quick search, and I found this article from uh, CBSSports.com, which in detail explains the whole process of how the All-Stars are selected until we get to this point. They used paragraphs to describe how the rest of this thing is working. 
Two sentences. <laughs> the pitchers and reserves for both teams will be determined through a combination of player ballot choices and selections made by the commissioner's office. Oh, so they're taking it out of Alex Cora's hands. That's the only explanation okay, that we get, though. I don't know what that means. Well, it means that if, uh, oh, Mookie Betts weren't going to be in there for some reason on the player vote, they make Rob sure Manfred Mookie Betts can, was in there. Uh, he has yeah. veto power? Is that what you're saying? If it comes to his desk, he has veto power? Yeah, I mean, unless it comes to his desk electronically, because then I think he's probably just lost. But if if it is a paper ballot mailed to him, and I think the commissioner's office can handle that level of tech, so they're going to have some say to make sure the stars are stars. And then uh, this might seem like nothing, but I think this is something. They say the full all-star rosters will be announced Sunday, June 30th, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Sunday. Why, okay. is, why is that something in my eyes? Anybody know why this is a a, a, a stupid decision? A ridiculously stupid decision? <laughs> you want to know why? Major League Baseball you to know announce why? the All-Star rosters on Sunday, June 30th at 5.30 p.m. Because Eastern Because it's going to be right smack in the middle of NBA free yeah. agency. You just cost yourself whatever. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Oh, yes. I, didn't, I did NBA not put two free agency together. starts Sunday's at 5.01. Sunday. Is NBA Christmas. Oh, brutal. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> what is Rob Manfred even doing on a day-to-day basis? Brutal. What is he even doing? Well, all right, so we're going to open Monday's show talking about uh, Jake Odorizzi and Jose Barrios getting added to the team, or are we going to open talking about D'Angelo Russell on the Score North First Place Twin Show? Going? Right. <laughs> and KD, I know he's sitting out the year, but everybody's got their There's eyes on like it. There's like 10 NBA All-Stars who are, who the, whose fates <laughs> will be decided on Sunday, and Major League Baseball is announcing their All-Star team. Oh, that man, that's going to be tough for us, guys. On Monday, we open up the show. Nooner here. We're starting the local programming for Score North with the Score North First Place Twin Show. Not if D'Angelo Russell That's is a right. wolf. It's going to be an emergency edition I of Raised have, by Wolves. I have a feeling you guys are going to get texts <laughs> Sunday evening saying like, hey, bang the twin show. We got Wolves crazy rumors to talk about. Why would you do that to That's, yourself? Oh, man, I didn't put two and two together, but that's that's bad. I get wanting to have a primetime special Sunday night, and then it's like the front page of the sports section that's Monday. That's not primetime. 5.30 Eastern time? Yeah, that's our... Yeah, that's a good point. Why not do it? Like, if you're going to do it Sunday, why not do it in the afternoon? Like, before 5 o'clock. So you get your, like, little two like hours two, of shine. Two in the afternoon. You why know, not or do three it a afternoon. week later? After all the NBA hype has died down, and now it's your, it's you're, you're the only thing. You're the only show in town, pretty much. That's a good point. The NFL doesn't start for three more weeks. The NBA just had their most busy time of the offseason. Their next thing is the Summer League. You have the whole American sports world to yourself. <laughs> Next weekend. Just do it next weekend. What are you doing? What are they even thinking? What does Rob Manfred do on a day-to-day basis? What does he do? <laughs> He's hot right now, Manny. I just the, the, Rami's on fire. Because the whole thing about what Rob Manfred thinks is wrong with baseball and what's going to fix it, and he just misses the point time and time again, over and over. He he doesn't even know how to put together his sports calendar to capitalize on when he can get the most publicity for his sport. It's the easiest thing to do. That's the easiest thing to do. Look at a calendar and look at what other sports are doing. Rami, you should be proud of yourself. I gave you the panic alarm and the explosion. Yeah. 
on one dick. <laughs> you got the twofer, man. Hey, give Rami a pen. I didn't even Somebody... expect to get upset this segment. I really didn't. No, I this thought we were going to celebrate yeah, Jorge this Polanco. Was a celebration of Jorge Polanco. <laughs> then I saw when what when they're announcing the All Star rosters, and it's ridiculous. Uh, well, I do think. <laughs> well, first of all, let's get Rami a pen next. Like what? Probably November fifth or so, so he can write the major league schedule out. 12 months in advance. He can, you handle the 2019 into 20, and we'll submit it to the commissioner's office for consideration. You know, I'm I'm actually all for this. I am all for Makhlov for MLB commissioner 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Easiest. I'm for it. I would do a great job. MLB loves kidding. campaigns. I do, I do an awesome job. They love election. I do election. a really, really good job. In, in I, I, job. Will, I will totally endorse you. Thank you. I will totally endorse you Sounds like under a one condition. Yeah. What's that? You cannot, if you become commissioner, you cannot require every stadium in Major League Baseball to have a roof. Yep. Not and, every stadium. And, and I don't trust him to not do that, <laughs> so stadium. you're not getting my endorsement. Every stadium not in the state of California, that's mm. all. Any stadium built here forth. <laughs> Not in the state of California shall hashtag put a roof on it. So declares Commissioner Mackloff. Uh, you just, you lost my support. Is there support. a term limit on Commissioner? Is there any sort of term limit on Commissioner? I don't think so. Oh, that could be a lifetime gig for me, huh? Uh, not after that. <laughs> <laughs> Half the baseball fans in this great country would tell you to take a no. hike after one day in office. This is one of those things that might not be popular with your constituents when you make the decision, but they'll see the wisdom down the road and realize that you were right all along. How are your fellow Cubs fans going to feel when you get up on a podium and you say, I am advocating for a roof to nope, be put on why, Wrigley Field? This is why I'm saying all stadiums built here fourth. I don't know. It's not even really possible to put a stadium on Wrigley Field. It's probably not possible to put one on Target Field either. But I don't let that get in the way of a good debate. Well, we got that forever now and a drop, Manny, if you no, just want to put a little as, pin in that. I said mm. that as an aside. That was not, that was, that was off, that was off the record. That was in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that, that means it's not to be used in the future. Well, I will be paying attention to that selection show, apparently, because I would not be shocked if there were more twins named to this team to join Jorge Polanco in Cleveland. But man, we, this segment started off and will end off with, a congratulations to Jorge Congrats, Polanco Jorge. Yeah. for yeah. being named an American League starter at a crowded position. A great time in baseball. Jorge Polanco is your starting shortstop for the American League in the All-Star Game, and that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Congrats. And hopefully there are more twins to follow, however that is decided. Even if it's baseball. a crummy process. And Rob Manfred will probably screw that up, too. We'll hit a quick break on the other side. What are we talking about on the other side? Oh, yeah, Jeff Passan. Jeff Passan had some great, great stuff on the Glenn Perkins on baseball show yesterday. So we're going to play some of that, and we got to play a little Five Thoughts, seeing as it's a Friday. Oh, yeah, it's Five Thoughts Day, huh? And don't forget the other game we're going to play oh, on a America's Friday. Oh, it's America's favorite game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? That's coming up at 1240. So much to get to, and two hours of the Score North first place Twins show, live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 75. Rami, Derek, Manny, back right after this on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Minnesota Sports, this is home. Score North. Minnesota Sports, anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Our co-
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your on some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reminder, Score North has launched a new podcast series. It's called Minnesota Sports Rewind, where we go back and do deep dives in some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history. Right now, you can find episodes on Twins and Tigers Game 163, Twins and A's Game 5 of the 20, uh, or excuse me, 2002 ALDS against the A's and Kevin Love's 30 and 30 game. It's Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. Rami? Thank you, Manny. It is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 race. The magic number is 75. Rami Makhlouf here, Derek Wetmore there, Manny Hill, other side of the glass. You can read Derek's thoughts on the Twins, including the Five Thoughts column, and we'll get to the audio version of Five Thoughts coming up here in just a few minutes at scorenorth.com, but also on the Score North mobile app because it's your one stop shop for all audio and written content from us. Also, you can stream the shows live there. The longer you do that, the more points you earn to get cool rewards from us because we love you here at Score North. And you can listen to all your favorite shows, subscribe and download your favorite podcasts right there. Give us those sweet, sweet five-star ratings. Leave your comments about how awesome we are. And you can go listen to any Score North first place twins show you want, anytime you want, including the Glenn Perkins edition, where yesterday, Derek, you guys had uh, Jeff Passan on and he had some very interesting things to say. Yeah, it was a great call from Passant, who now works for ESPN, MLB Insider. He's the one that put out the tweet, kind of, I think it was intended to put out the fire, but for me, guys, it just stoked the flames a little bit more. Um, when the Madison Bumgarner rumors resurfaced again earlier this week, Passant put out something that says, yeah, this was a conversation, not really active right now, but the Twins are interested in Giants reliever, Will Smith, and I leaned forward in my chair and said, oh, do tell. <laughs> so we had Jeff on to talk about twins trade rumors, and we started off with Bumgarner and Will Smith and then got into more philosophical stuff. It's a long way of setting up what happened in this clip, but I basically, uh, it was me and Phil Mackey and Glenn Perkins, not in that order, but asked the question, hey, if you trade prospects right now, A, who's off limits for you, and and B, can't you just go make more prospects if you're so good at that? And I thought his answer was fascinating. It's arrogance that I don't mind. It's how you need to approach player development, right? You need to say that we have the processes in place to do this consistently. And that if we don't, we're not doing our jobs. So if you don't have that mindset, then then you're simply not approaching things the right way. You can't make prospects uh, a guessing game you need to have a science there and i understand that assigning science to baseball can be an extraordinarily difficult thing but at the same time if if you don't approach it that way you're doing it wrong yeah i mean you have to be confident in your player development to be willing to trade players that you've already developed it needs to be and you can't just count on one class i think that's what happens a lot 
with with baseball fans when they look at the minor leagues. They go, oh, this class that's coming up, that's going to be the team. That's right, yeah. Good organizations, they're churning. You know what I mean? The guys are coming up, and there are more guys coming up behind them. That's how you sustain success over long periods of time, not just three, four-year windows before those guys become free agents and then leave for somewhere else or, or just start to regress or whatever the case might be. Good organizations that sustain success over a decade or longer, you do it through the churn yes. of development. What's been so impressive about the Twins this year, aside from their top-end players performing at their top end, I mean, it's been great. Obviously, it's the reason they're where they are. It's guys like Devin Smeltzer. And, and what I mean by that is he comes up, has a couple of good starts, holds it down for the Twins at a time that they needed it, performs well, relatively well, against good big league clubs. And as he's performing well against the Milwaukee Brewers at Target Field, you're thinking, where'd this guy come from? <laughs> you know, all due respect, like, where'd they get him? Because unless you specifically, very vividly remember that Brian Dozier trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers that brought back one Devin Smeltzer, it's it's just a name in the minor league organization. But comes up, does a job, performs admirably, still killing it in the minor leagues I saw this morning. Like there is a there is a level of getting those guys from I've never heard of them to big leaguer. That's impressive. What you're talking about, Rami, I think is the next level for this twins. That's how can you take your top guys and have a pretty strong success rate of turning should be stars into actual stars. Right. That's kind of this next wave. If the Twins are to sustain this championship-level play that we're seeing in 2019, it's going to be because Alex Kirilov is a star. Uh, you know, Eddie Rosario continues to be a star for as long as he's a twin, but Royce Lewis becomes a star, and he takes over as your starting shortstop. That's when you're really going to see, is this thing a long-haul championship club? Or is this kind of a, a fun season or two with the young players they have right now? Speaking of Lewis and Kirilov, Passon talked with you guys about those two players and what the Twins' intentions are with them. Oh, is my, uh, am I not up over there, Manny? They're not trading Alex Kirilov. I don't know if anyone is going to want Grotterol right now when he's hurt. We missed the beginning of he that. He said they're not trading Royce Lewis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're not trading Royce oh, Lewis. There you go. There it is. I told okay. you. Not- now we can vote. <laughs> so they're now not trading Lewis. In fact, it was a pretty interesting conversation where you went, not trading Lewis, not trading Kirilov. Gratterall's hurt, so how many guys are calling on him? Certainly I would be calling on him if I was the Baltimore Orioles, but from the Twins, I'm saying... Thanks, that's interesting, but it's not that interesting. It's interesting in the way we say interesting in Minnesota, which is to say, I have nothing nicer to say to you. So I'm going to say that that hat looks interesting, Rami. Um, sorry, that was an unwarranted What's wrong shot. with my hat? It's a Cubs hat. That's all oh, I was getting okay. at. Right. It's, it's a good hat. Surprise, surprise, Rami's wearing Yeah, Cubs I know. Gear. I was like, color me shocked, too. Jeez. <laughs> But here's here's where the conversation evolved to of like those three guys I would consider they're probably not moving ahead of the deadline here if you're the twins. And then Passon also brought up uh is it Jordan Balazovic? Minor league pitcher that not a whole I mean, not a huge household name, but you look at his numbers and he should be. He's pitching in the low level of the minors, but tons of strikeouts, limits the walks. It's been durable mostly this year like there's there are guys that are going to shoot up the prospect 
when, prospect lists when they do updates in the middle of the season. He's going to be one of those guys. He is going to be a guy who is now on people's radar. And and passion basically said, I wouldn't trade him. Everybody's going to call and ask for him in deals. But if I'm the Twins, I'm not moving him. Unless I had Mike Trout, I have no untouchables if I'm a Major League Baseball general manager. No, I, I would trade Mike Trout Zero. for the right package. No, I don't think so. I mean, it'd have to be a really, really good package. Like a real, like... Extre- like extreme, like Herschel Walker type of deal. Hello, Rami. I'll give you my top ten prospects and my retractable roof stadium. What do you say? Done deal. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's make I some money. So yeah, I thought that was going to be your answer, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any untouchables, and especially players who were still in the minor leagues, because as good as they look, those are on some level those are still unknowns. Those sure. are still those are still gambles. Some are safer gambles than other, but on some level, those are still gambles. Yeah. If I if I'm getting a known, and I, this isn't the first time I've talked about this, if I'm getting an Araldus Chapman type of arm, which he's not on the trade market, I just use that as the example because yeah, sure, Cubs are willing to give up their top prospect to get Chapman when they had a chance to win a World Series. I think that's I think you have to you have to strike when the opportunity is there, a to win a World Series and b get a game changing type of talent on your roster. I think the Twins have the ability. The Cubs example is interesting because what was the Cubs motto? It was we are going to draft and develop this core of hitters and they're all going to come up at the same time and when it's ready, when it's go time, we're going to buy John Lester. We're going to buy our pitching staff or in Chapman's case trade for it. That was very calculated right. a couple of years in advance. What the Twins can do, I think, Again, this it's always sounds like a backhanded compliment when I bring this up, so trust me when I say that it's not meant to be. <laughs> but if you can get a big league caliber arm out of anybody, I mean, Zach Littell rise up and does a job for you. Ryan Harper rise up and does a job for you. Mike Morin, on and on down this list, Devin Smelter comes up and makes a couple of starts and looks good. Cole Stewart, who, you know, a couple of years ago was maybe an afterthought as a former first-round pick, is now a guy. If you can do all of that stuff mixed in with your Martin Perez's and your Jake Odorizzi's, Kyle Gibson, you got to be pretty confident in your ability to develop pitching, which is why I say, I'm going to trade some people. I might be interested in in trading pitchers right now, but I'm still making those top, top guys, Kirilov, Royce Lewis, for me, untouchable. I have no untouchables. Call me. If I'm a Major League Baseball general manager. Let me ask you, though. Well, text me first. Don't call right away. That's weird. It's we don't, creepy. Yeah, I might think you're a spam caller if and I don't have the number. Definitely don't FaceTime me. Right don't away. leave a voicemail either. I don't check. Who checks voicemails? I do, but I know I'm weird. It's a bad example. <laughs> you shouldn't have asked me. Mackie showed me his phone the other day. He literally has like 300 and some unlistened to voicemails. Just delete them. I'm surprised it's only in the 300s. Like, you're never going to listen to them. Just delete them. Because the next this, time Phil Phil's listens... voicemail box should be full. By you yeah. think so? You think yeah. so. What's the storage capacity on that iPhone? It's unbelievable. Yeah, but if Does that go to your cloud? Does that eat up cloud storage? Honestly, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm so busy figuring out how they're going to get a strike zone implemented in Major League Baseball that gets it right. I don't have a lot of time to think about I'm cloud glad you're thinking about storage. it because Rob Manfred is. Somebody has to. All right. Somebody has to. Uh, let me ask you, though, Rami, because you are a Cubs follower. Mm-hmm. Um, has your opinion on this go for it? Has it changed in the last five years? Like, I want to know, 2008, Rami, did you think... 
gopher broke every year doesn't matter. No, not every year. But when you are clearly in in a position to contend for a World Series, even if it's the first year of a window to contend for a World Series, you have to strike. Because it might look like it's the beginning of a long window, but you don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea what's going to happen. This window could be open and shut. You know you have a chance to win a World Series now. So you have to strike now. It, isn't that a bit of a paradox? Because if you trade Royce Lewis, you reduce your chances to win future World Series. Do you, though? Sure. If a team if a team with a top, top prospect. But what we with what we just talked about, do you? Yes. With your ability to, to yes. develop prospects. Yeah. Say it's say it's a 20% chance that Royce Lewis is a star. Mm-hmm. Just so we can build in the, well, some guys get hurt. Some guys don't pan out. Some guys are 4A players. Etc. Right. Any number of risks that are involved, even with a position player. So let's say it's a 20% chance that he's a star. But then you don't have that guy for the next seven years in your organization. Even if the odds of him being a star are only 20%, that's still... 20% that you have a star shortstop on your hands for very affordable prices for basically seven years, if we're being honest about it. I think that value gets understated all the time when we start throwing around trade ideas of, well, this guy hasn't gotten here yet, so screw him. I think of it like, I still want to get that guy. I still want to get Ken Giles, or I still want to get Will Smith, or I still want to get... Raisel Iglesias or whatever the heck, figure out a late inning fireman reliever and add him to this bullpen. Yeah, I still want to get that guy, but it's super important to me to protect the value of possibly winning or going to anyways, multiple World Series over that window. I'm I'm think big for five years guy, not let's hope it goes well this year. Because they don't always pay off. I think thinking, that bet doesn't always pay off. Thinking about multiple World Series Jeff Passon used the term arrogance I don't mind. <laughs> That's arrogance I do mind. Oh, wow. Think about wow. this one, and then think about the next one, and then think about the next one, and then think about the next one. Yeah, I think about them sequentially, once, once, but I just do them all in one sitting. Once the window opens, <laughs> strike now every year. Every okay. year is a go-for-it year once the window opens. Okay. Whatever it takes. Whatever that takes within reasonable means. See, I wonder if your opinion would be different if the bet didn't work to perfection for Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer in the Cups. I mean, I'm going to sit here today and say it doesn't of affect my are. opinion, but yeah. I can't say that with full confidence. I just it's think, fully, I mean, I'm a human. Some teams make that bet. Oh, here's a here's a more, uh, not more recent example, but a more proximate example to you coming from Milwaukee. How long did you do that show? You You were in Milwaukee like a dozen years, 13 years? 13 years, yeah. So were you there when they traded for CC Sabathia to pair him with Ben Sheets at the top of the rotation yes. and say go for it? Yes. And how'd that work out for him? They didn't win the World Series. And they lost Michael Brantley. Yes. Okay, so but the other part of that deal, Michael Brantley, sure, but the main part of that deal was Jake LaPorta, who was supposed to be Babe Ruth of this generation. Is it Matt LaPorta? Matt LaPorta. <laughs> Maybe I'm sorry. even further proving the point. Again, <laughs> he's not good enough for me to remember his name. Centerpiece. Well, I didn't remember Francisco Lindor earlier, so you don't have to feel so but bad. That, I mean, Michael Brantley was a throw in. He was a low level prospect sure, sure. at the time who, who, who made good. You know what I mean? But the guy who was supposed to be the major piece of that deal was Royce Lewis in the Brewers system. Essentially, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. And that didn't pan out. They got lucky on Michael Brantley more than anything. Another example I'll use is in 2010 
when the Mariners traded Cliff Lee to Texas. Yes. For, and I think Justin Smoke was like the high, the, the highly prized part of that deal that went from Texas to Seattle, right? And Cliff Lee goes to the Rangers. They go to the World Series that year, and Cliff Lee was a huge part of them getting to the World Series. And then Justin Smoke ended up in Seattle for a handful of years and wasn't terrible, but he just wasn't the he wasn't the high highly touted he didn't end up being the highly touted prospect that a lot of people thought he was. Yeah. I mean you just don't know what prospects are prospects. Until they get here and start performing. I don't care how good they look, prospects are prospects. And all of them are on the table for the right guy. For the right game changer in a in a playoff series. That's how I would operate, but then again, I'm sitting here and Falvey and Levine have real jobs in Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit right. a quick break, and we, we are late for a break because we have two very important things to get to. Do we? In one segment, Derek Wetmore, five thoughts, and America's favorite new game show, Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? That's all right after this on the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bone Land of 10,000 ranks, magic number is 75. We're back right after this on Score North and the Score North mobile app. You aren't into Minnesota sports. Talk to the Mitten Score North. Minnesota Sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Hey, Minnesota Sports brand. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and Scorenorth.com. To right center field. Down for a hit. Cruz is being waved around. Heredia's throw to the plate gets by Zanino. And Arise gets an RBI single. He'll take second on the overthrow. What was with the uh, Dick Bramer on the call on Fox Sports North? And he's very good at his job. But what was with the lazy pronunciation there on Arise? What was up with that? Didn't roll the R? He's the guy who started that. Yeah. He's the guy who made it a thing. Yeah. Did he not do like, I don't let me, think so. Let play me play it back real quick here. To right center field. Down for a hit. Cruz is being waved around. Heredia's throw to the plate. Gets by Zanino. And Arise gets an RBI single. He'll take second Nothing. on the overthrow. What inning was that, though? That was the already... first inning. Oh, was it? I was gonna, game, yeah. I was he gonna, must have known. Was, if it was the 16th inning, I'd say, all right, dude, whatever. <laughs> he must have known he had two games worth of work coming up. But no, it's some people can't roll their R's, man. It's just okay. a, so, like just because you can. No, but he does He does it very well. He's the reason I do it. He's my inspiration. I, I, I think that he tries every time. I don't think that I've heard him successfully pull it off. <laughs> I, and I'm not, I didn't, I'm not here to criticize. <laughs> sure. I'm saying some sure. people can't. And right. Yeah. It's, I think he just probably simplified Phil it. Thinks and went it's with a he thinks some people just aren't. Because Phil Mackey can't do it can't either, do right? It. Yeah. Can't do it. It's like you and I are talking about Luis Arraiz on the Score North first place twin show, right? <laughs> All right. Enough nonsense. We have a lot to get to this segment, starting with <laughs> the column that was so good it couldn't be kept to the written word. This week's edition of Five Thoughts on the Score North First Place Twins Show. And this week's Five Thoughts kind of going along the lines of what we were just talking about, Derek. The five Twins players that you would not trade. Now, I'm going to make a disclaimer as far as my contributions to this conversation. There is nobody I would not trade. Yes, These in my book are the m- most untradeable players. You are in the... I'm a wheeler and a dealer. You're basically... Then what role you need to serve is maybe like Manny and I are talking about this and you 
pump our brakes if we're getting a little too okay. prospect happy. All right. Because right. four minor prospects. Sounds good. Like, I'll obviously, even... I mean, I'm not going to trade Byron Buxton, but I, do I need to put him on this list? No. Yeah. I like, don't think so. I just, hey, uh, yeah, we got a rental reliever for you. He'd be great in the seventh inning. All it's going to cost you is that speedy center fielder who's currently hurt. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Click. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> It's you a just, no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be the guy, Rami, who's just wheeler-dealer, but even you must have your limits. I, yeah. Okay, all right. But no. But but also, I For don't. the right price, okay. Byron Buxton will go somewhere. Yeah, I just, boy. That'd be tough for me right now. It'd be pretty tough. I do think you got to start with prospects because this is – the reason we're setting this up now is because we want to get ahead of it on this Gordon on First Place Twin Show. We're going right. to be talking about prospects all of July because it matters. It's who are you going to trade to shore up this bullpen? Who are you going to trade to go get an ace to start game one of the American League Division Series? We have on this show, boys, as you well know, hashtag World Series attitude. And so we're looking at this roster is great. It's awesome. And we're not poking holes in it for the regular season. Where we are poking holes in it is, is this good enough to win the World Series? You go up in a five-game series against one of the best teams in baseball. You feel pretty good about that? Right. We want to make you feel pretty good about that. So prospects, it is. Okay. Prospects will make that happen. But number one on my list, five people that I would not trade, I would not trade Royce Lewis. A lot of people list him as the top prospect in the Twins organization. I kind of like Alex Kirilov better, but Royce Lewis is a shortstop who could play in a number of different positions if you needed him to, I bet. And he's so young. I am. I need to see what he is before I even think about the possibility of moving him in a deal. Um, I'd move him if I got somebody who is a difference maker in a seven-game series. A guy who takes us from losing a series to winning a series. That type of talent. Sure, but you can't know that. You can't know, like, oh, they were going to lose it without this guy. I mean, you can kind of tell. Can you? I mean, after the fact. You can kind of look back into it. You can kind of (laughs) tell. I guess if uh, Madison Bumgarner didn't pitch that one-hit shutout in the wildcard game, no, the, but the I mean, Giants might I, not have won. I don't mean like that will necessarily be the result. I just mean where if it's two close teams, you know this guy is good enough to be the difference. If it's two closely matched teams in a five- or seven-game series, you know that this guy is sure. good enough to make the difference. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Teams. But like you could also, this guy could be the difference and somebody boots a ground ball and ball sure. game over. Yeah. Absolutely. Series swings. Absolutely. Stuff happens. But that's is what why I'm you saying. don't judge by results. Exactly. I would. You judge by process. Right. So exactly. my process is not trading a future star <laughs> shortstop, Royce Lewis. And I'll go ahead and win the 2019 World Series without moving him down the road. Fair enough. Thought number two is I am not trading Alex Kirilov for the exact same reason. I think he's a masher bat. I think you're going to try to uh, re up CJ Crone this winter because he's got a year left of arbitration. So you actually. Don't even really have a natural spot for Alex Kirilov on the 2020 Twins. It's kind of crazy to say that, but you don't. All the more reason that he should be on the trading block if the right but Nelson Cruz is going to be itself. 39. Rami, okay, like, you got space coming. It's right, just you're, not immediately you're, you're obvious. Two years to figure this out. Yeah, but I don't want to give up a premium bat. <laughs> <laughs> You're a prospect order. A little bit. You're a prospect hoarder. I, I am a little bit. Okay. I'm risk averse. Mm-hmm. I, and actually, I should walk that back. 
I just like taking the right risks, and I love risk-taking. But I have to know the math, and I have to be very confident in what are the range of outcomes here. I'm not very confident with one of the ranges of outcomes. Alex Kirloff going somewhere else and becoming a star, uh, you know, corner bat masher for the next five, six, seven years. Before you go on, I'll just say this. Anybody not named Lewis or Kirloff is so tradable. I don't even know how you have five names, so I won't interject through the rest of your five thoughts. You go right ahead, Manny, if you have thoughts. Go ahead and contribute. The Mm -hmm. rest of these guys are so tradable, but go ahead, Derek. (laughs) So I went back and forth in my head. Should I go all prospects? But I think that this is worth saying because we're going to get into it in the second hour of the Score North Twins show. Um, Well... Thought number three, Bruce Dark Gratterall is not going anywhere. Thought number four, Jordan Balazovic's not going anywhere. Thought number five, you can't make me trade Miguel Sano right now. Really? Yep. Really? Stock too low? Yeah. What are you what are you gonna get from Miguel Sano right now? True. You're gonna That's get fair. a seventh inning guy. You're gonna feel good about that seventh inning guy when he sits on his bum in October and you win a couple of games by five runs and didn't need him. And then next year, Miguel Sano. Has it figured out? It's that 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 risk is there, and it's just too much for me. Maybe it's because I was a young and impressionable baseball fan when the Twins. I'm sorry if you have kids in the car right now. Please turn your radios down. Don't need any problems. If you have complaints, call in to Phil Mackey and address them. When the Twins traded. Wilson Ramos for Matt Caps to try to push them over the edge when they didn't need that to push them over the edge. And then Wilson Ramos went and became a star elsewhere like everybody thought he would. There's some serious scar tissue from that, guys. Yeah. Okay. And that's 10 years ago. Matt Caps was pretty solid for the Twins in 2010 en route to winning a division championship, uh, their last division championship to date. How'd they do um, in October? They got swept by the Yankees. So uh, this is why I say and turn the Matt radio Capps, down. And then Matt Caps completely fell apart the next season. That you you'd go back and undo that trade one thousand times out of one thousand. Again, you're judging by results, but I will say I there is logic behind what you're saying that the stock is too low to sell on Miguel Sano right I, now. I wonder with Miguel Sano if the Twins were to move him, if it would end up being a similar or if it should be. For a similar type of deal that they made when they moved Francisco Liriano. In that it you would hope that it's the a, a similar type of return where you know you get you get a you get a pitcher that is what, what was the name of the pitcher? Do you remember the name uh, of the yeah, pitcher? I do <laughs> from the White Sox? Pedro Hernandez. Pedro Hernandez. Because I went to a Saints game that. several years later as CHS opened and uh Pedro Hernandez was the starting lefty on the mound. But Eduardo so Escobar was well, in there. Eduardo Escobar, but like that's 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 what that's what I'm saying though. With what did you say, Rami? Said, <laughs> so it didn't work out then. Uh, yeah, the, no, the pitcher it, part. It, Escobar did. No, it totally worked out for them. You take that. Yeah, it totally worked out because Eduardo Escobar was really was a really good utility sort of swing infielder guy for you know a handful of years. But I'm I'm wondering if it if the Twins do end up moving Miguel Sano. Down the line, and I'm not saying it needs to be today or tomorrow or whatever, maybe this winter or something. If that's the type of return that you could hope for, is that you end up getting like 
someone like an Eduardo Escobar, a guy who's just a really good, solid player for you for a, for a couple of years. All right, guys, let's get to it. We've made him wait long enough. It's time for America's favorite new game show. Manny, hit the music, please. That's right, Rami. It's time for Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Where we find out if the Twins Bullpen did its job and today a special edition with nine contestants <laughs> it's the first ever lightning round and now here's your host Derek Wetmore Derek take it away Ron Rami thank you that's right ladies and gentlemen it is time for the lightning round on did the twins bullpen do its job Manny Hill are you ready I'm ready. Let's do it. Martin Perez pitched eight innings, uh, seven innings yesterday. Excuse me. It only felt like eight because the Twins played 18. They won two or three from the Rays, but they dropped this one. Tyler Duffy was the first guy out of the bullpen, and uh, I'm honestly not going to spend much time setting these up, Manny. So if you're just ready to just boom, 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 mm-hmm. we hit Bombas in uh, Bombasota. Tyler Duffy pitched an inning, no runs. Yeah. Taylor Rogers pitched an inning, two strikeouts, zero runs. Blake Parker gave up two hits and walked a guy, but then some heroic fielding got him out of a jam and gave up zero runs in that inning, the 10th. Wow. Well, he needed heroic fielding to get him out of the inning. Otherwise, he put himself in a jam. He didn't do his job. <laughs> Zach Littell pitched an inning, uh, two walks, got himself in a bit of a jam. No runs, kept it tied in extra innings. Mike Morin came in. He pitched two innings. One strikeout, no walks, no hits. Most importantly, guys, no runs. Trevor May pitched an inning, walked a guy, had some more control issues, struck out two, and kept it tied in extra innings. Matt McGill came in and pitched two innings. It looked like the Twins were kind of trying to stay away from McGill, but he goes and throws two frames, two strikeouts, no runs. And then my favorite one of the night, we're not quite done, but Kyle Gibson Stretched it out, got loose. Two days after he made a start in the big leagues, comes in, puts an inning on a big league mound in extra innings, gave up zero runs. And then Ryan Harper finished it off. He's 3-1 and on the season. He pitched an inning, gave up three hits, three Ernies, one walk, one strikeout. Twins did lose the game on the runs that he allowed. Third day, pitching on the mound. I think the Twins wanted to avoid using him as is evidenced by the fact that they went to Kyle Gibson first. Right. But still, uh, yeah, I guess didn't didn't do the job there. On the whole, guys, that was an amazing performance from the bullpen. To get you into the 18th inning in a tie game, I think you pin that loss on the bats. All right. That's good enough. Manny? Fastest we've ever gone. (laughs) This has been Lightning Round Edition of Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Speaking of lightning, hope you had your umbrellas out there last night at Target Field because they did not put a roof on it. Score North, first place Twins show back right after this. Let your North.